Hey, this is More Than Velocity. I'm Bart Pear here with Jordan Oseguera and Ryan Croton. And today we've got Will Kempner here. Will is a right-handed pitcher, uh, played for Gonzaga, and just got drafted in the third round uh, with the Giants. And uh, very excited about where he's he's headed now. And we've been talking uh, with Will. I know Jordan and Ryan have about, about using the arm care and some of the issues he was dealing with while at Gonzaga. And we just wanted to you know, touch base with him and see what's what's going on and, and let some people know kind of what this whole process is like getting drafted and, and where it goes from there. So, Will, glad glad to have you here. Yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. I'm really excited to um, share some knowledge, share whatever, whatever I have to put on here. Cool. So, Jordan, you were the first one who started talking to Will. Is that is that correct? Yeah, so if I remember, Will kind of reached out about some questions about crossover symmetry. It's something that he had used other places he had been. He wanted to keep that going. Um, and then obviously Matt Unthink sent that information over to us. And Ryan said, you know, that name's familiar. He'd been asked about him from a couple scouts. That name was familiar to me because I had been asked about him by a couple scouts. Um, I've actually had those discussions with Will a little bit through text message, kind of like, hey, so-and-so was asking about you, you know. Um, but just some some interesting things where we didn't realize there was a connection there that you know, X amount of orgs were interested in Will through, you know, hey, Ryan, what do you think of him? X amount of orgs saying, hey, Jordan, what do you think of him? And I said, hey, let's let's kind of get this guy going on arm care as well and see if we can't help him out. Because at the time you had a finger, you jammed your finger and you were out for a bit or you did something with your finger. Yeah, I mean, I, after the Oklahoma State start, I this is my story to everyone. I was <clears throat> playing catch the next day and it felt a little bit off. It just didn't feel right. I was throwing the ball and it was coming off my middle finger. It just kind of hurt a little bit. And then a few days later, I was throwing a bullpen at Missouri and I couldn't throw my change up because it just it hurt so much to come off the ball and um, off this right side of the middle finger just hurt. It hurt a lot. So I, I stopped throwing it. And on the last pitch, I threw a two seam fastball up and it just it, it felt like it hyperextended inside the finger. It was weird. It was a very weird feeling and I didn't like it. It was it hurt a lot. Um, so I skipped my start that weekend against Long Beach. We wanted to kind of stay safe a little bit and then got an MRI. I was told it was um, it was a little like strain in the A4 pulley or something like that in the finger. And then I got some other some other reviews, some other uh, analysis, some second opinions a little bit. Another doctor helped me, told me it was uh, inflammation, the flexor tendon in the finger. So um, out for six to seven, I think it was seven weeks with that. Um, not the best situation, not 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 ideal for this year, especially not not what I wanted to happen, but. We worked through it and we persevered and we got back and I was very, very happy on how we came back. Yeah. And if I remember, we kind of got you talking about using the grip strength to kind of understand where that finger's at, make sure you're, you're not pushing things too early. And yeah. I've had, we've had so many conversations. I want to make sure I'm remembering it relatively yeah. in the right chain of events. No, I feel, I remember you talking about the grip strength. I started to do that and it was fine. I started to use the grip strength tests and started to not hurt. So it was like dissipating a little bit more. And every time it dissipated, that made me feel more secure, more safe when I was going out to the mound. And so when did you get back playing? What what time this was, you know, mid-season 2022? When when did this happen? Yeah, so this happened. This is the finger, the third weekend. I pitched the third weekend of the season. I was out for seven weeks. Then I came back. It was the last weekend of April. Um, came back for my first start. Two innings, then threw another start against Santa Clara. Another start against USD. Um, and then another start against Portland in the WCC tournament. And that started in the regional. Um, so I got about five starts in at the end, but that first start back was at the end of April, I think. So it was, it was tail end of the season. I wanted to ask you, I wanted to ask you a question because 
um, every athlete is kind of different as far as how they relate to injuries psychologically. I mean, what, during that time period of you not competing, you know, what were some of the things like that kept you motivated or kept you from thinking, oh my gosh, like, could this affect my career? Could this affect my draft status? All those kinds of things. So I'm curious, you know, your thought process during that time. Yeah, absolutely. I was, I was concerned. I was just like, I don't know where it's going to go from here. It was an injury that everyone told me, like, you can't do anything to really help it. You just got to let it recover. You got to sit and relax and let it recover. So almost every day, I remember sitting in my specific social entrepreneurship class, like Tuesday, Thursday, and he would just talk the whole time. And I would just be listening and I would have a baseball in my hand, gripping it. And hmm. so I would be gripping it because I would know with, with the pain, with the amount of pain that I was gripping the ball with, and how much pain I got, that's what I related my, like my recovery process to. So it, it still hurt. It still hurt to grip a ball at the end when I was, when I was coming back from my injury, but I kind of just had to push through a little bit for like the, for the six weeks, I kind of had to endure the, endure the pain of being, being out from all this stuff. And then coming back to it, I kind of just had to realize that I, I gotta be a dog. I, this is, this is my year to get drafted. And psychologically, I told myself, you know, I, I'm not going to let anything affect me. I, I watched my guys pitch on the weekend. I watched Gabriel pitch on Fridays. I watched Tristan pitch on, on Saturdays. And then I watched Owen pitch on Sundays to take my take my spot. And that hurt a little bit because I wasn't out there able to, you know, um, be that guy that I wanted to be in my draft year. So I just had to stay strong. It's really cliche to say, but I, I got in the gym as much as possible. I took that time to work my ass off. I got with my trainer, uh, I kind of, I couldn't do deadlifts. I haven't deadlifted. I didn't deadlift until like maybe two months ago. Um, so I took, I took a lot of time off of certain lifts that hurt it, but I replaced it with certain things. I always made it, I always made a substitute for something because I, I knew that in, in, in my heart, if I just kept working hard, something was going to come to me and I was going to be able to come back sooner. So I never really hurt it anymore. I don't think I never really, um, prolonged the process, the recovery process, but Man, it, was, it was just about staying strong, watching my guys go compete. And I yelled in the dugout every single weekend. I was positive. I, I was optimistic. I was out there every single day screaming for my guys. And if you see me in the dugout in a college baseball game, you can ask anyone. I'm the most crazy guy you'll ever see, um, you know, supporting my guys and yelling out there. So a lot of things went into it. But coming back, it was it was all just about being positive. Oh, my gosh. Have you had media training? No, but I just I love to talk. and I love. I, <laughs> it's awesome. You're doing that. You say the right things. Yeah. Because... One, one thing that stood out to me that you were saying is obviously you knew you weren't going to make things worse. So sometimes I've said it before, you know, you got to learn to go to work with a headache. And that's what you in a sense did. You said, Hey, you know what? You got a headache. You still got to go to post. It is what it is. But in that whole thing, you're still being a good teammate. And, you know, you go back and you watch those things and they do show the dugouts and yeah, you are being a good teammate. This isn't just lip service and media training. You know, this is, this is verified stuff. Um, and I know one thing that you and I were talking about quite a bit while you were using this and before you got back into games was you had a whole bunch of different aspects when it came to recovery. Did you end up getting a chance to use the system to evaluate your recovery a little bit so you could kind of pinpoint this is what I'm going to do. And now that you're going into a pro atmosphere, you know, you got buses, hotel rooms, you know, awful minor league spreads, and you're gonna have to really pay attention to that stuff even more in depth than you did in college because you don't have the all you can eat, you know, college campus buffet there. Um, yeah. so what, what, what were some, some of the insights that you got out of your recovery and monitoring that recovery using the, using the system? Yeah. So using arm care, honestly, I'd go on the app every single day and I, I do that little recover, uh, um, the check-in. So I do the check-in. I'd see if anything was necessary to kind of complete a little bit. 
But the big thing for me was after my outings, I needed a little bit of shoulder care because I've had a little bit of bicep, a little bit of bicep pain throughout my career. So a big thing was kind of keeping that rotator cuff safe, keeping my bicep tendon safe as well. So a big thing with, like I said, a big thing with arm care. After my games, I'd go into there. Um, I'd do the check-in. I'd do everything. Um, I'd say how many pitches I threw, what was the velocity, everything. They'd give me the feedback. Um, and I do the shoulder care program because that was huge. That felt, that made me feel like I was getting blood flow back into the arm, recovering it pretty well. And also I do some elbow stuff as well. I've never really had elbow problems. So I take care of it, but it's not as much care as I have for the shoulder. Um, so all that, that whole program with the arms made me feel good the next day. And I would just base that off of how I felt the next day. I would either throw or I wouldn't throw. And then I would have the arm readiness part of it. I would have the, the arm readiness where it would tell me, if I should go, if I should limit my stuff or if I should, you know, try to extend it a little bit, never really gave me, I sh it never really told me I had to limit anything. So I kind of just went from there. Um, you know, I, I did my thing every day. I had, I had a kind of a, a throwing program that I would go through. And if it told me anything I had to hold back on, I would, but it didn't really give me anything like that. So, uh, which was a good thing. I felt healthy. I felt good. Um, and then the check, the, the, the post exam every week, not post exam, the, um, just the overall exam every week. That gave me insight to how I felt as well. I mean, if I had a 68, that's close enough to 70. I feel good. Maybe back a little bit off. Don't throw for as many as many minutes as I usually do. Um, stuff like that. So backing off a little bit on my on my own terms, not what the app was saying um, always. But, you know, um, overall, it helped me just be, be able to feel good, kind of reassurance that I was kind of uh, feeling right about my arm. Yeah, I think, you know, what's interesting is that um, you have a process and I'm, I was curious, were you given surveys by the team that you had to fill out, you know, what you do for throwing and all that kind of thing? Okay. So this seems to be pretty standard boilerplate across MLB and it'd be good for coaches, athletes, parents to listen to this and understand, you know, utilizing a tool like what we have and, and talking, you know, listen to how you talk about your process. There's somebody on the inside you know, like myself or someone in the allied performance element of the team that is looking at these things and saying, okay, based on this athlete's habits, you know, what could be his future potential as a major league player? Because most of these major league players, they have a process. They just don't show up. Yeah. Um, it's, a, it's a routine. You know, the routine helps their psychology, you know, as far as getting prepared for the game, health anxiety, you know, not worrying so much about an injury because they have these systems in place. And also the team looks at this to determine, you know, is there a future risk with this athlete, you know? And so having really strong answers that reflect such a strong process, I, I think for the people on the inside, they're going to see, we're, we're going to get results out of this pitcher. And I'm not going to lie. I called a bunch of scouts about you when, when you first, you know, uh, communicated and, and they were just saying, man, this guy is solid, you know, deceptive, you know, brings noise. There's a lot of movement, you know, on, on his, uh, on his pitches, you know, it's going to be tough for batters, I think, to, to be able to track him. Um, and I said, you know, what's crazy about this kid is like, he has a process. He's not a guy that's going to grab at straws. This is what happens with the high school guy when you sign him. Unfortunately, they come to the team and they don't know what to do at all. Um, they've never had an arm care program. They've never really evaluated their arm strength. Uh, they, they just need to be rebuilt. And I think, you know, obviously you guys are more developed physically, but that process coming into Major League Baseball 
I think is what expedites, you know, your ability to get through the minor league ranks. So, you know, kudos to that. And I think that's awesome, man. No, I appreciate it. I think that's absolute for anything you're doing in life. There's a routine you got to have if you want to be successful, but that process comes from, you know, you, you live and you learn. I mean, I lived, I've lived through a little bit of elbow pain my freshman year of high school. I've lived through bicep tendonitis. I've lived through this. I've lived through that. I've lived through different trainers telling me different stuff to do. So it's all about what you want. If you, if you want to, if you want to cure this pain, you're going to do this, but what can we do on top of that? Can we do more shoulder care to, to protect the rotator cuff then in turn to protect the bicep tendon as well, you know, stuff like that. So uh, any, any recovery amenities that are working for you, keep doing those, keep, keep making sure that you're staying on top of those. And sometimes it takes two minutes a day. Sometimes it takes an hour a day. And if you really, if you really want to get after it and you really want a career and a professional and a professional aspect, you have to, you have to get those, those things done. And it doesn't take much time. It doesn't take too much effort. Shoulder tube does not take that much effort. I just do it. And you kind of get it. You nice, you get a nice little shoulder pump, but stuff like that. It's the little things that are going to make you, make you successful. And like you said about um, worrying about an injury or something like that, you worry less about them because you know that you're taking care of your arm. And if your yeah. arm starts hurting, you take a step back and you just have to realize, you know, I, I got to do other things to, to work with that and ask your trainer what you got to do, you know, ask questions. That's a um, big thing with me that I told clubs that I, I, that's what I'm all about. I'm all about asking questions about whether it's a certain pitch that a guy is throwing better than I am, or like I'm saying, doing, doing certain exercises to help that, help that bicep tendonitis or whatever it is, you know? It's amazing. That's awesome. Definitely very cool. You're, you're taking the ownership you are. I want to hear about draft day and just, you know, what was going through your head? Had you had some conversations before? Do you have some idea of who was interested in you? How did the whole thing play out? Yeah. Um, so there was a possibility of second round. There was a few teams that um, had interest going into the second round, um, but they they took other guys, and I, you know, I always respect I always I always respect decisions and such like that. It would have been nice to go on the first day, but um, then waking up for Monday, it was just like, what's going to happen, you know? So uh, the Giants area scout called me the night before. He was just talking uh, about you know money and such like that. So I told him just get back to my agents and all that. Um, and then my agent told me he texted the San Francisco president and said they had a few words with him uh, in the mix for the third round pick, blah, blah, blah. Next morning, um, I'm waiting. I'm sitting there at my computer. My family's kind of just doing their thing. You know, my, my sister's next to me, but my dad's running around the house doing whatever. My mom's upstairs just kind of waiting because I, I haven't got a call yet. So um, middle of the third round, I got a call. The Giants, the Giants had an offer. And I said, you know, let's go try, let's go try to get somewhere, something more from someone else. But that excited me. The Giants were interested, you know. Um, they called back about three, let's say four to five picks before the Giants had that last pick in the third round. They said, um, okay, so the Giants have this, the Rockies have this in the fourth round slot, um, and uh, the Dodgers have this for you. So I said, go with the Giants. I got chills and I got chills all over my body. I stood up from my chair. I turned around and I said, this can't be real. I almost started tearing up, but I realized, you know, sometimes they don't pick the guy who they talk about. So I couldn't, I couldn't get too excited yet, but I, I don't think I would have stood up out of my chair and said, this can't be real if it wasn't the giants, because that is my hometown team. And that's mm -hmm. who I've San Jose, right? San Jose. Yeah. yeah. So my mom has been a big giants fan my whole life. My dad, I had to teach him baseball a little bit, but he became a giants fan for sure. Um, my extended family that lives in Palo Alto, but they're now in Oregon are giants fans. So definitely a surreal moment in that aspect stood up and then 
I told my mom to get downstairs. I didn't tell them what was going on because this is a moment where mom's Giants, like I said, all Giants fans. So it was like, it was going to be a surreal moment that I was going to the hometown team. So I wanted them to experience that for what it was. Um, they all get downstairs. They're just waiting. There's picks being called the Rays, Astros, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then my agent calls me two picks before. He says, you're going to the Giants. Enjoy it. And so I put down the phone um, and we all saw it happen. It was just, it was, that's an unreal moment right there. I don't mm -hmm. think that's, that's, my dad asked me if it was, was the biggest day of my life. I said, yes. Um, because that was, that was something that I'll never forget. I'll never forget my agent telling me, enjoy it. And then putting down the phone um, and then looking at that screen and seeing that happen. So I'm, I'm, I was baffled by the moment and I'm, I can't wait to get to work. That's, that's the big, I just can't wait to start to start to work. Amazing. That's awesome. That's awesome. And so I'm sure your phone starts blowing up. You've got, you know, when did you start talking to the team again after that? Um, so the area scout called me about a couple hours later, told me just to call him whenever I was available to um, called him. He was just talking about the process. He was going to send me a welcome letter, which he's did, which he did. Um, told me I'd be like Thursday, Friday or Saturday that I head out. Um, so that just got me excited. It was like, I'm going to leave right away. I'm going to get down to Arizona and I'm going to get to work because he told me all that, all that stuff about the organization. I kind of talked to him a lot in the process. So he called me a bunch of times, um, just talking to me about it. So I knew, I knew a good amount about the giants. Um, and that was cool that I kind of knew where I was going with it, you know, Papa go, blah, 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 being in Scottsdale, all that kind of stuff. Very happy that I got a West coast team for, uh, spring training, uh, Oh yeah. I'll tell you right now, you'll appreciate that when you start playing those spring training games, you got a 40 minute drive instead of a three hour drive to places. Yeah. I've heard, I've heard the, the, yeah, I've heard the bad things about it. I'm just extremely happy to be in Arizona. Um, uh, what was that next part? Uh, talked to area scout and then just got, got talking about that. And he, he told me everything about what I needed to know for, for leaving. Amazing. I, I think it's just so exciting you know, you're going, you know, just talking about the Giants, I know, you know, a lot of people over there, one of my former strength coaches, she's a coordinator, a strength coordinator over there. And the facility they have is immaculate. I, I think it's starting to really set the precedent in Major League Baseball as far as how much they invest in high performance, you know, from uh, the, the way they staff to the facilities, you know, we're talking about like a top notch facility uh had a friend that used to be on the search for um creating you know the architecture of this facility he went to michigan and all these different places that were phenomenal and they finally came up with this concept um that i just think you're going to really really dive into and one of my personal friends who i worked with is the major league pitching coach which is andrew bailey mm. and he's he's phenomenal um really kind of like a it's like a psychologist as a, you know, as a coach and he had a great major league career. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's nice to be, you know, not only have a great coach, you know, and who was a great player and who's yeah. a great communicator really, you know, kind of overseeing, you know, that pitching process so that, you know, everybody's sort of aligned and getting to where you need to be. So it's just, it's phenomenal. They got great technology integration, you know, my world's biomechanics, as far as research and they'll be able to blend, you know, you'll be able to take that strength data and you're going to be able to understand your movement changes. And you're going to say, okay, well, you know, I'm noticing potentially my release point changed and um, you know, my arm had dropped in 3d motion capture, whether it's, 
you know, four degrees, you know, your arm moves, you know, it could be just small, you know, small motions, but you can then link that back and say, you know, I I might need more scaption strength, Mm -hmm. you know, here talking to your stat, you know, if you're using arm care, which I hope you do, you can have a communication with them and, um, you know, they're going to have a plan set for you for your arm care training, but you're also going to have the, uh, the information to communicate about them and say, you know, in the structure of this training, I'm realizing that I may need, you know, more of X in my training, you know, because it matches, you know, what I'm seeing from the motion capture data that they're communicating about with me. So you're going to be well looked after there, man. I'm excited for you. Yeah. There's uh little things I've been working on. such like it kind of relates that a little bit. It's like, um, you talk about a big thing about scaption strength. That's going to be huge. I definitely get into my scap stuff like that. You're talking about that. I've been working on knee stability lately with my trainer. So when I get down to that, down to that, when I get down to plant foot and I get down there, sometimes I fall off to the side and everything kind of just goes wobbly and I lose velo. I fall off to the side, whatever it is. My ball either goes that straight to the right or it goes straight to the left. Mm-hmm. Certain things like that, that I can work on that I can notice within technology it's going to be massive because I didn't have that at Gonzaga um, as much as we, we'd like to for sure. But, but um, being able to have those amenities over over in the facility and being able to work every day and kind of just focusing on that and having it as a job, too. It's going to be it's going to be a job that I have to go there every single day and find a way to get better no matter what. I mean, I got to find a whatever it is, knee stability, scaption strength, you know, and having those numbers like the four degrees, you said, if, if it's that. I notice everything I do wrong in one single pitch and I can go to the next pitch and try to rep, try to, you know, fix that one little thing. It might, it's going to be hard, obviously, but work at it every single day and you're going to find a way to find a way to win. Yeah. I mean, you just have such great insight into your, in terms of your delivery. It seems like you're being really, really well coached. I mean, on the knee stability aspect, that's huge because most of the programs in baseball, I just had a conversation with a, a training center um, about, you know, I, I was overlooking how they're strength training athletes and um, 70% of the workouts were bilateral or two-legged. And there was very limited training on lead leg stability. And then when I did see the exercises that were unilateral, you know, lunge patterns, yeah, a lot of them were reverse lunging, okay, where for, for guys that don't have the, the lead knee stability, it's more you need to do more forward lunging and pushing back yeah. instead of stepping back into your lunge. You need to step forward and yeah. push back, right? Yeah. So it, it, it's cool because you're an athlete, you're so young, but you really know your body. Yeah. And, and that's something I realized too for these upper level athletes. I'm sure Jordan, I'll let him kind of talk about this, but you guys kind of know how to autocorrect with the better athletes, you know? Um, and, and I just think that's great because that's going to help yeah. you. Communicate. We, we've talked about auto correcting before on other podcasts. Now we got to talk about the important thing, San Jose's ballpark, San Jose giants. <laughs> yeah. That's the big topic of this. That's like my favorite minor league field period that I've ever, I coached in the Cal league for a while and I'm sure you've been there plenty of times. Yeah. I know we're running out of time here. That's what we have to talk about. We got to talk about San Jose because it's my favorite ballpark. <laughs> Is it really your favorite ballpark? Oh, it's a great atmosphere. It's a dump. It's like the worst clubhouse in the freaking world. Okay. But it is an awesome ball. Like you yeah. go there, it's just a great atmosphere. The fans love it. They got the guy, oh, like, the mascot beats the kids. 
Trust me, I've mascot been, wins the races. Who else does that? You've got the beer batter. It's freaking awesome. You've got they the switch bullpen. up to the apple juice batter at the seventh inning. It's fantastic. Part you need to get <laughs> exactly. to San Jose. The uh, um, is the first base bullpen the visiting bullpen or the home bullpen? Uh, we were on the third base side whenever we okay. were in. so visitors on the third. Yeah, so you get to go over to the to the home bullpen and you can heckle the guys. You can ask them for autographs. They might not tell. They might tell you screw off. They might not. But there's so many things about that place to just make it what it is. Like oh, you said, and then they bring not... a car on in like the fifth yeah. inning. They have people throwing at headlights or shattering glass all over the field. Yep. This is this is what minor league baseball is. It's fantastic. You're describing this like a the, the best dive bar you can go oh, to. Oh, that's that's a good way to look at it. It's like the best dive bar in the world. Okay. That's a, that's a great way to put it. That's a great analogy. I it's I've fantastic. Been, I don't I don't like to call it a dump because I've been there my whole life. We played our CCS championship, like our high school championships there. So you know what? It's it's a place that's special in my heart. I'm gonna try to get out as soon as possible. But I'm enjoy it while I'm there. That's what that's what matters. Yeah, you don't want to spend a lot of time there, but no. like, soak in those home games, man. I'm dead serious. That is like whenever we would go up because we were in the Southern Division, we'd always go up and play them in the North Division. I think we were there maybe like 12 total games on the year. Yeah, those ones I was like, oh, we're at least going to San Jose. You know, it's gonna be nasty in the locker. There's gonna be the spread right next to a urinal. Yep. But you know that you're going to get there and you're going to have a good time because it's like, number one, the Giants always put out good, good teams. It was always yeah, a good competitive yeah. team. The backdrop of that ballpark is fantastic. When you're looking yeah. at it from, you know, home plate out, it's a really cool place to go see. So people need to pay attention, you know, see when you're actually there, you know, hopefully you're only there for two or three starts, <laughs> but people need to get in there and see, you know, cause that's a, yeah. it's a fun league. People hate it, but I think it's a fun little league. Absolutely. I'm just excited. I mean, I, I, I can picture myself watching a game there. I've played there, stuff like that. So you're making me a little more excited to be there for, for hopefully, you know, like I say a little bit, but however long that is, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to get after it in my hometown. Yeah, I think Bart already said he's going to take his kids there. They need to get humbled. I know the mascot beats the kids in the foot races, you know, take your two youngsters there. and let Yeah, them they need it as much as possible. <laughs> I wonder who's running that show. Like who, who are the interns doing all that stuff and creating all those ideas? Cause I'll, Oh man, he's great. I don't know who he is. The only thing that was better was when the Rangers were in high, high desert in Adelanto, California. You want to talk about an awful ballpark. There's like four people there. There's usually drug deals going down. They took a team out of there for a reason, but the mascot there was um, just like they called him the woolly bull. And he was a bull and he would just be like riding on tricycles. There's people throwing footballs at him. He's, he was taking some spills. It was impressive, but yeah, you know, Higante, the, the best mascot in the Cal yeah. That's my thought. All right. That, that, no, that, that's some, that's a topic that I'm very happy. We got, we got to discuss a little bit. Cause that, that's that the most important thing of this whole, whole talk. That bright mm-hmm. yeah, it makes me a little more, a little more ecstatic to get out there. <laughs> no, be, be back here. Cause I mean, I love San Jose, but I'm trying to get out you know, I'm excited to go to Arizona and then hopefully live there in the off season, but come back here, having my family come see the games and such. That's going to be a good time. Absolutely. Absolutely. Listen, Will, this has been awesome. Um, you know, I'm sure you've realized Jordan and, and Ryan are available. They, they just want to see you succeed. That's kind of what we do here at Arm Care. And, and uh, you know, just uh, all the best. You guys have anything to say before you wrap up? Nothing. No, He's on the I right just, track. Yeah, man. I'm wishing you the best in your, uh, in your career. We're going to stay in touch, man. It's Absolutely. Awesome. No, I, I, uh, I haven't been using it the last like month or so because I've been throwing but I think it's like 60 or 90 feet max. So giant, the giant guys told me not to, not to get hurt. So I've been taking that a little bit light, but um going to get back on when I get down there, hopefully throwing bullpens and hopefully, you know, um, being able to pitch this, this season is going to be going to be nice. And that's when I'm going to get back on, back on arm care, hopefully just looking at my arm, seeing how, 
seeing how it's recovering overall, being in pro ball, whether they decide to start me or decide to decide to relieve me um, either way. But I'm, I'm excited. I'm really, really, really excited. Very cool. All right. Until next time, take care. Thanks so much, you guys. I really appreciate it.